Hello, everybody, and welcome to this, our third episode of Crothers and Leggetter and Whoever. I'm Thomas Crothers. I'm Will Leggetter. And today we have a special guest all the way from America. Uh, wow. It's Amelia Bryant, who's currently drinking. What are you drinking, Amelia? I'm, I'm drinking black coffee. Ooh, black coffee. Like, like the Americans like it. Like the Americans do. Hey, so Tom. Oh, yeah, we love it. We love black coffee. Yeah. Tom, did you hear about that actress that got stabbed? Uh, Reese, um, what's her name? With Reese? a spoon. No, with a knife. And that's a good start. Uh, uh, how, how long have you been preparing that? that that's, that's disappointing, to say only, the least. <laughs> only two days. <laughs> yeah. Um, the first time that one got said to me, I really liked it. But, um, I... I workshopped, <laughs> I workshopped it on my parents last night, and my mom was half asleep, and she goes, what, what, who, who got stabbed? And she, ah, <laughs> uh, yeah, so it did, didn't go over well. Well, oh, it, well, it's going over well now, and uh, <laughs> you bring this joke up, why, Amelia? Because starring the election is... Reese Witherspoon. That's, that's not grammatical. <laughs> Starring well, the election is Reese Witherspoon. Well, why don't you introduce it? I didn't. Uh, um, why don't you introduce this week's film for us? Me. Well, we're, yes, we're doing Election, guest. which is actually starring Matthew Broderick yeah. and Reese Witherspoon. Mm -hmm. If you're one of the millions of Americans who still believes that honesty, integrity, and fidelity are the cornerstones of our democracy, we suggest you wait for another preview before getting your popcorn. In the nation's capital, a new leader has found a place in the halls of power. But her story began in the halls of high school. We'll move on now to the presidential race with three candidates running. The first is Tracy Flick. And that one guy. Chris Klein. Chris Klein, <laughs> directed by Alexander Payne. Yes. Is, is that all I gotta do? That's, yeah, no, that'll, that'll suffice. Now, Will, uh, this is another virgin watch for Will. So, sure is. Um, I mean, I love the film. Um, do you really have to say virgin watch? Or... <laughs> this is, this is <laughs> he, one of the he does. It's in the contract. He's obliged to say that. Literally, okay. <laughs> uh, it's, it's, I, I really, I really love the film. I think it's impeccable. Uh, and Amelia's a big fan. But Will, what was your initial impression of the lecture? I loved it. This, well, I love Matthew Broderick and Reese Witherspoon. So what could go wrong? Uh, no, I really enjoyed it. I, I, I can't say much more. Much and that's going to be a long podcast. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's open up with this. Is this Matthew Broderick's best performance? I'm going to just say yes. I'm oh, going to okay. straight in, yes, it is. I think, obviously, Ferris Bueller is a different uh, timbre and no less good, but I think this is his best performance. Uh, Amelia, have you seen Deck the Halls, the Christmas movie? I, I have not. I can't say Danny DeVito. That is <laughs> Matthew Broderick at his best. Cut to clip <laughs> now. Daddy. I'm your daddy. Oh, I'm your daddy. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. 
<laughs> That's going to well, appear in every single episode. I, I definitely say that, like, his most iconic film is obviously Ferris Bueller, but yeah. that's not, I don't know if that's a great measure of his, to, um, if you can compare the two, because it's, there, there's such different points in his career. There is an awful lot to be said about the immense, well, we're going to talk an awful lot about the immense charisma next week, which you won't be joining us for, Amelia, but uh, next week is Ferris Bueller. Uh, to, to compare and contrast uh, the, let's say, before the crash and after the crash. Not to bring up that um, horrible incident. Did you know about uh, Matthew Broderick's uh, car accident manslaughter case, Amelia? Oh, God, no, I don't he, think he, I've yeah, actually... Yeah, no, he killed a man in Ireland. Um, Me too. Yeah. Oh, yes. <laughs> Amelia went to Ireland, well, instead of going into America, because obviously she's from America. Yeah. And she never brings it up. (laughs) (laughs) Great poster. Under uh, great poster. I remember um, because there was early in my movie watching life. I would, uh, when I had some disposable income, I would bring the stack of DVDs that I'd found in HMV to my mother. And as soon as I was around twelve, still she still had to sort of say, "Okay, yeah, no, that one's good. Yeah, no." no, that's a bit, that's a bit much, yeah. And one of them was election, because I was really excited. Because uh, I love Matthew Broderick, I love Reese Witherspoon. And I think I'd seen The Descendants. Um, we'll get to Alexander Payne's wonderful career. But I think I'd seen The Descendants by then. And so I was excited. And my mum didn't know it. And she said, what's this? And I said, ha ha ha, I just brought it to you because I thought you'd find it funny. Look at that cover. <laughs> Uh, to try and hide my <laughs> genuine interest. Uh, and then uh, later on in life, uh, I <laughs> bought the film, I own the film, and I've watched it many a time. Let's talk about Alexander Payne then. Great, great director. You've got The Descendants, Sideways, Nebraska, About Schmidt, uh, obviously this. Downsizing, I think two years back now? Ooh, oh, yeah. Oh, I did. Oh, dear. Did see that one. <laughs> I haven't watched it yet. I've been. <laughs> Have you not? I, I was very excited as a big Alexander Payne fan, and and it's just I saw the it, meandering reviews. And... It starts off with a fantastic concept, and then mm-hmm. from like the halfway period on, it suddenly becomes oh, we've got to save the planet, that sort of film, and it loses oh. the original message. I think. Whereas, well, I th- oh, sorry, go on. Um. Well, the, the original message is to save the planet. That's why they're downsizing. But it becomes this weird, like, the world's ending, so we have to uh, burrow underground. <laughs> it's Matt Damon at his best. Matt Damon at his best. I would say <laughs> absolutely. Go on, let's have a quick tangent. What is Matt Damon's best? Oh, um, you know, born. <laughs> okay. A bit, uh, Will? What's the one where he's, he's a politician? Oh, God, I don't know. And he's, he's opening lots of doors. The informant? No, he's, um, it's like this higher power, and they're trying to make him the president. And so they're choosing his life, but he's trying to escape it. Oh, the Adjustment he, Bureau. Yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> I haven't thought about the Adjustment Bureau in five years. <laughs> I'm going to go for Talented Mr. Ripley, uh, impeccable film. Uh, I'm sure we'll get round to it. Peak Damon, Peak Jude Law, Peak, not Peak, 
Blanchett. Um, maybe yeah. Pete Paltrow uh, and Philip Seymour Hoffman. Does she have a peak? <laughs> yeah, I'd say I'd say Thompson, Mr. Ripley, and Seven. She's really good in Seven. She's oh. she's fantastic in Glee. Oh she, yeah, she's all right in Glee. Yeah. Yeah. Where she convinces where Ra- what, what is it? Rachel doesn't like her, and she convinces her that she's a nice person by doing Chicago. Because yep. apparently right. Mr. Shu wouldn't let them do Chicago. I I think some, something along those lines. She's, I, she, yeah, she's like, oh, uh, Mr. Sh- well, I always brought this up to Mr. Shu, but he never let us. It's like. Oh. <laughs> It's not a risk. Like, <laughs> but they did. But they did cabaret in the first they season. Blurred lines. <laughs> Rocky Hor- the Rocky Horror episode. Like I don't know why Chicago is off limits for uh, Mr. Shu, a Ooh. man who starts the series peeking on a man in a shower. Anyway, she <laughs> uh, will do a best of Glee. Um, oh yes. Well, we all bring in three episodes of Glee. Well, you can pen- we can pencil that in now. Um, I mean, I know the I I know my answer. Is this film criminally underrated? I think I I, I think desperately so. Will you've never oh, yeah. you've never heard it? Well, so you've never heard of never it. Heard of it? Yeah. Yeah. And, and watching it, it's I'm ashamed of myself. Oh, I'll pu- publicly say that there. <laughs> One thing that's important to know about me is that I'm an only child. My mom is really devoted to me. She likes to write letters to successful women like Elizabeth Dole and Connie Chung and ask them what advice do they have for me, Tracy, her daughter. The next candidate for student body president is Paul Metzler. I just don't think somebody would do something like that on purpose. I think you did it. And if you want to keep questioning me like this, I won't continue without my attorney present. Yeah. Uh, right, well, let's jump into... Opening line, Hall of Fame. Hey, Mr. McAllister. <laughs> it's a good, it's a good opening line. Um, as 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 sentential and you know just small as it is, and the way that Reese delivers it, it does set us on the exact path that we're going to go on, beautifully. Uh, <laughs> that chippy, cheery Tracy Flick. Um, that. I think we all we all know and love. Uh, definitely, we some some know some are Tracy. Flick. You did message me. <laughs> well, I well I woke up to it because obviously you're on different times. It was you were watching it. At, I think I got that anyway. Um, and it was well, let's get it up. What 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 the nuance of it was? Um, I think I said. Oh oh, oh God, I'm Tracy. Oh God, I'm Tracy Flick. Help me. Um, what was the specific moment There's, where this, where you realized this? Well, it was, it was when they're in class and he's asking about ethics or morals and she has her hand raised the entire time and he does not call on her until right before the bell rings. It's very which, good. And then Tom, she doesn't, he, she, he doesn't let her finish. No, uh, Tom is a classmate of mine, so I feel like you can vouch for it. I think I can vouch that. Yeah, I think uh, you, you're pretty. You've been pretty traced. <laughs> I just um, it's that it's that um, you know, not to get super feminist on you, Tom, but that's absolutely that, fine. That that combination of um, drive and being a woman that that yeah. people tend to find off-putting 
but but that's what fuels it even more is the more off-putting you are the more frustrating it is and the more the the need to to be successful just becomes so much greater um yeah but well, i yeah tammy's called a bitch twice isn't she Mm. Um, both very funny times, <laughs> I have to admit. Um, but um, yeah, no, that classic thing of you're a bitch if if you're a strong woman or whatever it is. I can't remember the exact thing, but you're you, yeah. you're all saying it in your head. You know, you well, know what I'm trying. We to know, say. we know what you're saying. Yeah. It's the she's the the Hillary Clinton of the. Um... I well, yes, yeah, so I was going to bring this up. Um, I think. Not to not that this is an overly contextual podcast, but we would be remiss to mention um, that this the book, which we'll get to in Tom's book corner, uh, which I reread uh, for the podcast. Um, the book and hence the film. It was a rather quick turnaround. Um, is at the peak of the Clinton Lewinsky scandal, and mm-hmm. also the Clarence mm. Thomas Anita Hill uh, scandal. Um, and there's right. a great line in the book near the end uh, where Mr. McAllister is talking about, um, he talks directly about uh, Bill Clinton and Clarence Thomas. And he says, the only difference, the only reason I'm in trouble is because I told the truth and they lied. And I think, mm-hmm. <laughs> I think also that lends a little bit of credence to the, the, I'd say crude sexuality in the film. There's a lot of crude um, especially, obviously, in reference to younger, yeah, minors. Next, uh, best... Ooh, we'll just finish it. <laughs> <laughs> nobody ju- uh, nobody anyway. jumped in. <laughs> best well, YouTube you comments. Ferris became a teacher. <laughs> fact. Election is a documentary about Hillary Clinton's high school years. That's not a fact, um, but... Yeah, and fact that's from, check that. And that's from Hulk Hate Puny Banner. Um, Spoiler alert. When I first watched this movie, I was going through a divorce and I hated the ending. (laughs) But now the ending with nephew Broderick throwing his milkshake at the limo and cowardly running away, it sort of makes me smile and humbly accept the inequities of life. (laughs) Okay. I live in the Um, Washington, D.C. area, and I've known so many damn Tracy flicks over the years. This movie perfectly captures the raw ambition and psychopathy of that type of young woman. Psychopathy. Okay. (sighs) Rachel Berry equals Tracy Flick. There's that. That's half of an equation. (laughs) Yeah, we don't know what the first half is. Ferris Bueller is a teacher. How ironic. He could have defaced the ballot papers so they would have been invalidated. You can't pretend that two votes went missing. I've never thought about that. There are also... I mean, it goes more into it in the book of, like, there's a whole monologue where it's like, I should have just put them in my pocket. I should have done any number of things that would have, uh, you know, worked out better. Um, A.O. Scott... Yeah, A.O. Scott is wrong in his recent article about this film. Here's the only thing I need to know about Tracy. She ultimately goes to work for a Republican. She's evil, period. Just like all of them. Why is this so goddamn hard for people to understand? Women can be evil too. That's from Valon Kennedell. 
uh, eight months ago, and he's edited it since. So I don't know what it was. Uh, <laughs> something's happened. I don't know if he's changed his mind uh, wow. or if he's grown more volatile or less volatile. Um, yes. So let's just, yeah. Is Tracy evil? I think it's, she's not, obviously. But no. um, she's got, she's got some really lovable redeeming, like redeemable qualities, but there's, I, I mean, I can agree with, there's something scary, male or female, about raw ambition, about someone who is gunning for a political job. I just think anybody that wants to go into politics has to have a bit of a, how should I say? Um, throw attitude. Yeah, I mean, you, you have to like yourself enough to think that, oh yeah, I could run this country or this state or this even this local government. Or um, in, in high school, and I don't know if I've told you this, Tom, but I was in student government for- I was, go I was going to save this to later. I was going to ask what everybody's yeah. uh, positions were. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I, despite not getting um, head boy, uh, I was voted most likely to be prime minister. So I don't know. That's um, well, it's a it's a popularity contest at the end of the day. Yeah, but Ryan and was good. I I never begrudged Ryan. Ryan Wilson, great guy, because he, he was a mixture of both. He Ryan was, Wilson related to Owen and. Um, I thought you were going to say like Brian Wilson. No. Um, no. Yeah. Go or do it now. So you go on. Finish. So you were on student government. Did you? Were you the president? Or? I was not. I was. I. I did. I did it. Um, in high school, my my freshman year of high school, I was treasurer. I had no real responsibilities. I think I counted something one time, um, but it was um, it was a class at the school I went to. Mm -hmm. um, so we we all had it scheduled in as an elective. So we met up and we were supposed to have meetings and, and discuss things. But I mean, what I remember, which I don't remember a lot of high school, but from what I remember, it was just a, it was just a, a chance for all of the popular kids to hang out with each other. Um, yeah. I remember kind of the, that, was the, that was sort of the prom committee. And I was mm -hmm. very annoyed because I kept saying, why don't we do as the prom committee, you'll like this, Will. Let's do enchantment under the sea. And then we'll get a little band like in, and then nobody went for that. <laughs> Will, were you on the? Were you on any councils or whatever? Uh, no, uh, I was in primary school. I was I was secretary. That was fun, but <laughs> nothing matters. Nothing matters when you're. This young. is this is. True. Um, however, in uh, secondary school, um, we did a thing called mock elections, where every every form, every tutor group. Um, came up with their own political party and we had a little election and I, I became the sort of figure of our campaign the, what, I was a, a, the spin doctor uh, I was behind the scenes uh, we decided not to come up with any manifesto points apart from um, stopping Freddo's from becoming so expensive uh, because they are they, they're getting smaller and they're becoming more expensive and that's Do you not know right. what a Freddo is? I do. I've lived oh. in England for a while, darling. Um, um, yeah. yeah. So you were a real Tammy, Tammy Metzler. I was one of the worst back then. I, 
so, so for casting out, I'm I'm Tracy. Uh, yeah. Tom, Tom, you're you're Mr. Uh, McAllister. Mr. McAllister, and Will, you can be Tammy. <laughs> you can be Tammy. Thank, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> right, uh, best ten minute stretch. I've got, and I think it's more like fifteen, and I can't pinpoint it exactly, but I think, and I don't know what this says about me, but I think it's the the McAllister's like down start of the downfall like after um he does his nice little prep and then obviously he gets the B <laughs> yeah. and then it's just downhill and downhill and downhill and I think it's the, the rapid speed and the constant <laughs> decline that's probably my favorite 10 minutes Will? I, I, I quite like how it opens and introduces all the characters with the yeah, freeze frames great. I, yeah. I really like that Every time it freezes on Reese, it's just an awful freeze. It's very, it's very well done. Uh, Amelia, ten minutes. That mm, it's a hard one, but I, I think probably the poster section. That is, oh, that is good. Yeah, I mean, her looking down at her hands and Bloody all the paper cuts. <laughs> This, this, this symbol of, of blood and like, you know, you can't, um, no, well. A real Lady Macbeth, if we're going very, to get literary. Very much so. Tom's an, weirdly specific favorite part of the film. I've got, I think I've got seven. <laughs> then that can't, that can't constitute a favorite, I this has come up This has come up before, really. We just ignore it and we just carry on. <laughs> Um, well, you know what they say about the early bird? Yeah, I do. <laughs> I don't know. The, the deadpan brilliance of Matthew Broderick's performance in this film, the, mm-hmm. is, this is one of the better deadpan performances of all time. The, the, just that, yeah, I do. And I remember talking to one of my teachers in Philadelphia about this, a big fan of it, called Ben, ben Dibble. And he said that he hasn't laughed as much at a comedy as when um, he's dealing with uh, Tracy when she gives him the signatures. And he's just looking at her through the window. He's just got that dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Very I, good. Well, there's something that, the, it's something that the English do very, very well. It's yeah. not something that um, American comedies, uh, capture that easily but but he does he's very dry and he's very deadpan and and there's a it's a very dark you know comedy I'd oh say. yeah yeah so i'd say pitch black in parts <laughs> right <laughs> um so, and that's it's surprising to me to be able to watch an well i mean not surprising that's kind of a stretch but it is kind of refreshing even though this movie is like 20 years old now to be able to see a film an american film that's so um that does that dry humor so well mm-hmm. you can say that's all of alexander Payne's films really about schmidt's very dry uh descendants i mean that's that's more of a even i'd say that's more of a drama that, that gets you that's a tearjerker mm-hmm. good film um, and then obviously Sideways is brilliant, uh, Paul Giamatti. 
Uh, three times a lady. I don't think they could have picked a more perfect song to emphasize the. Oh, sorry. Dave. Dave, not me. I don't think they could, could have picked a more perfect song to emphasize the sort of drudgery and patheticness of that man than Three Times a Lady, and he's nodding his head as if he's listening to, I don't know, Abbey Road for the first time ever in 1969. And, he's, and he walks up to her and he's got a little. A little move. Very good song. Paul's speech. The dead, the, the, I gotta be, I got this school. And I, like when I won the touchdown that year and we didn't, I didn't let you down then and I'm not gonna let you down now. And I'd like to thank you very much. What's the soundtrack that they're, or the song that they're using? As the native, of, the Native American. R- right. The, it's, uh, it's Ennio, it's from the film Navajo Joe, uh, scored by Ennio Morricone. And um, basically, when they were editing the film, Alexander Payne, uh, in the edits, every t- there were all these tight close-ups of Tracy with those e- like piercing eyes, and he just went, Wah! like just, <laughs> sort of like what you, what she was clearly hearing in her head, and then they um, they put it into the edit. And they were originally going to write some music that reflected that, but um, they eventually just bought the bought the score, and it's a great choice. Um, I like the um, I like the sixties car pulling in. I don't like the when he's doing the little when he's doing the little uh, pretending to be French. That's I find that that's okay, but I really like when he pulls in and then it cuts to right. his actual. <laughs> um, Go on, you're the car man, Will. What's the car? Do you know? Do you know the car? I, 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 I'm not the car man, Tom. I, <laughs> I, I happen to watch Top Gear. Doesn't mean I enjoy cars. I mean, Cham- I do. I love oh, cars. Yeah. Champagne on the eye. I incredible. That could be. That could be the poster. I mean, I like the poster, but that could be the poster. Um, when she, when Tracy goes to uh, put her vote in, and the woman goes, "Hi, Tracy." And then she goes, Tracy Enid Flick. And then she goes, I know. <laughs> Very good. And then um, here's a nice little moment. Flick's pure joy when she gets when she gets the thumbs up from Larry and she's in the hallway and she's just jumping up and down. Oh, she's, yeah. she's so oh. joyous. And I think that it is one of my favorite parts because... As, as you say, you get sort of swept up with uh, Mr. McAllister's view of her. And, you know, at a lot of points, she doesn't do herself any favours. And you're sort of, you're not rooting against her, but you're like, oh, you do need to be knocked down a peg, maybe. But then when you see her pure joy, it, it really um, puts the final yeah, thing into it. You're, re- you're reminded that it is just a high school election. Yeah. <laughs> I think they do a very, very good young. job. Yeah, I think they do a very good <laughs> job of in Reese's performance, in the costume, in the writing, of emphasizing that she is I mean, she's obviously a growing woman, but she is a child. Mm-hmm. Um obviously teen is a you know a, a, an odd period, but she is more or less a child. Yeah. Um and we'll get to Tom's book corner, but she's a lot more um sexually uh developed in the book. But we'll get to that. Uh, so they're my specific favourite parts. Will's more general favourite part on a on a on a first watch. 
Uh, well, again, the, the deadpanness of it is just wonderful. Yeah. Um, a couple of moments that um, when he's on about fruit, uh, it's yeah. it's the look the look that he gives Paul when he's um, oh uh, no apples and he just looks at him because yes yes and it's, it, oh that look is wonderful. Um, I, 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 also, I think that look is I didn't think I could draw six pairs. Uh, whereas I can do an apple <laughs> and an orange. Yes, I, I sort of thank you. Um, but I really enjoy the scene when they're all praying. Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a wonderful scene. The C um, word. Oh, yeah, oh my they do God. drop the C word. They do drop the C bomb. Yeah, go on. I just like the, the contrast between you, obviously, first and then, hey, um, I don't really believe in you, but as soon as I'm going to a Catholic school, I think I might as well. It's just, it's wonderful. I, I, I think, think there is the, yeah, it's, I think it's a very well, there's a lot of this, of directly juxtaposing each of our characters. And in juxtaposition, we really see the differences and the similarities between Oof. Uh, the Oscar travesty. Let's share a screen. But 1999 was a stacked year, an absolutely stacked year. And in my personal opinion, I don't know if those are the five best films of 1999. I'd probably put Being John Malkovich in there or Magnolia. Uh, but those, the f those are the five we got. Um, so would you make a shout for best picture for election? Well, I've not seen some of these films so i can't tell you in comparison but i think I mean, the one you could drop is cider house rules that's mm. a pretty dull film uh paul rudd early paul rudd early charlie's um and it did get uh michael his second oscar and he is very good in it um but it's a pretty it's a it's you could you can drop that and you mm. can put a better film in. Um, <laughs> Yeah. Sixth Sense is iconic. You can't really yeah. drop that I, one. But... I'm always surprised that Sixth Sense actually got up for Best Picture because it's not really a you know what one you jump to for sort of it's a pretty genre film. It's a horror. It's just, you know. I think your biggest losses are Best Actor for Broderick. Definitely. And I, we know how much I love Woody Allen. Sweet and Lowdown is not that good a film. Um, and Sean Penn is fine in it, but definitely swap that for Matthew. Best Actress, um, all very good. Meryl Streep has done a lot better than Music of the Heart. Music of the Heart, I'm pretty sure, isn't that like a, she's a teacher? It's the one? movie, it's it, basically, it's the movie that Wes Craven always wanted to make um, but nobody would ever let him. Um, so, because obviously Wes Craven is Hills of Eyes, Nightmare on Elm Street, Scream. Mm -hmm. um, and he really wanted to make Music of the Heart, which is this little musical. It's a, it's uh, a lovely film. Yeah. <laughs> I've but seen it. Definitely get Reese in instead of her. Um, mm -hmm. All the same, I'd probably give it to Annette for American Beauty. Um, best supporting actor. I don't know if Chris uh, Chris Klein gets in there, but he's very good. It's, it's one of the few films I can tolerate him in. <laughs> Chris Klein. <laughs> yeah. Do you not like the American Pies? 
they're, they're very good, but yeah, yeah. Uh, best supporting actress. I don't know. I don't know if Linda Linda Novotny uh, again great in the film, but I don't know if she gets a supporting actress nod. Uh, election. I believe the only nomination for the film. Uh, best screenplay uh, based on material previously published. I for me, it's the winner. Cider, mm. Again, we're back to Cider House Rules. I, 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 what? I don't know how. For, election number one, probably talented. Anyway, but Cider House Rules is the fifth best screenplay of those five. Um, yourselves? Um, I'd agree. Yeah. I'm just, I'm surprised. I'm looking at this list and I can't believe Girl Interrupted wasn't nominated for that much. Yeah, it got uh, Angelina won, didn't she? Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, didn't get much. Next category, Will's favourite building or set. <laughs> what are you going to pick, Will? I, I, don't... I should explain um... this, Amelia. He's an architecture student. It's not just a weirdly specific uh, category. Um, I don't know. I quite like the end. Um, New York, where, yeah. The Natural History Museum is a nice oh, building. It's, it's a wonder, it, uh, do you like Night at the Museum? A wonderful, yeah. wonderful movie. Great film. Um, that's Robin where, Williams at his best. Oh, that's one hell of a That's one hell of a statement. <laughs> <laughs> um, when Paul's uh, got into like the new fraternity. Um, and he's he's like, oh, we did this really cool party. It's just that. It does look like a bedroom. really cool party, and it looks it? really. I quite like that. Really well designed. I want to be there. Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to go all with the, that. All the lights. Yeah, and then you've got Lisa, who's revealed to be a uh, a Vita, a political climber. <laughs> um, that's base. I want a. I mean, nobody's going to make it. I want a good night and thank you parody with Lisa Flanagan and all the people from election. <laughs> good night and thank you forever. Uh, she's in every magazine. I mean, I, I'm not going to just sing the whole song. Um, Please do. <laughs> That's what which means... Okay. Uh, right. Uh, mute him. <laughs> oh, you can't mute me now. Uh, best single minute. I've got... Some certain uh, older men should not be, uh, and I, and all that. I think that's very good. I think that's probably my favourite minute. Well, I lost you there. Um, yeah, it's just come up that I'm unstable. Uh, well, no, my oh, we, we knew that. <laughs> <laughs> just <I'm>, come up. <laughs> I'm saying that my best single minute is somewhere in the uh, conversation between Jim and Tracy following the posters being teared down. That whole back and forth is my personal favorite. Well, mm-hmm. I... oh, sorry, Amelia, do you want to talk about that scene? Oh, I just, I love when she comes back after um, after Tammy confesses and, and she, she just yeah. uses it. <laughs> like, you're gonna pay for you're my gonna, posters. You're gonna pay for my posters. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like, that's one of her less redeeming we cannot put that down to, um, you know, sexism. At that point, she is a genuine monster. <laughs> she is has gotten away with this thing, and she That's... is now blaming and screaming this obscenity. When she's her political side truly really comes out. Yeah. 
this is the case. Uh, William, your favourite single minute? I'd say the introduction of Dave. It's terrifying. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's just a complete contrast to the rest of the film. And it's yeah. right at the beginning. And you're just thinking, oh, okay. This is not the movie I, I was expecting to watch. I was going in for. Uh, yeah. And then he's playing his guitar. Foxy. He's <laughs> <laughs> just stood behind him going, yeah. He's yeah. my friend. Yeah. I think in five minutes, um, also, I think in five minutes it perfectly um, surmises um, what could easily be. Uh, yeah. I think it very well puts forward the context that you need for the rest of the film. And it's a rather interesting context, actually. There is, a, there is obviously an edit of this film because it doesn't come up again, really. Uh, Matthew uh, McAllister throws it in. Uh, Matthew uh, McAllister throws it in. Uh, Matthew uh, McAllister throws it in. Uh, you know, as a little dig. Um, I mean, we'll get to that. Is Mr. McAllister the best teacher or the worst teacher in the world? Um, but, you know, he throws it in as a dig of, I think some people should be uh, lucky that nobody knows about all that. And that's a very, yeah, cruel thing mm. to say. Sure, at the end of the yeah. day, she's she's a child. And, oh, yeah. and yeah. that's, n no, she legally couldn't have consented to any of it. So it's, it's, it's like, um, it's a weird form of victim blaming yeah. that, that's just really, really upsetting. Because the person who should be lucky that nobody knows is is obviously Dave, and uh, Mr. McAllister that nobody yeah. knows that he knew. He knew, yeah. Because you know, you get thrown under the bus. I think, and I didn't really. I don't know what it was, but on a first watch, I think like five years back, I thought, yeah, take her down. I don't know what it was. I missed a lot of the subtlety of how terrible a person Mr. McAllister actually is at points. He, sure, he has got the morals and the ethics to not go through with anything, um, but he still imagines her in mm -hmm. the uh, the face, the moving fill faces. Me, fill me, fill me yeah, up. Fill me up. Oh, and, and, and she says that both times. We don't need to get too much into this. But is she saying that because she thinks it sounds really sexy? Or, I, I, I don't know. I don't know what I'd do if somebody said that um, repeatedly as well. Anyway. I think I think she just really wants to get pregnant. Oh, yeah. <laughs> it's come, I mean, that's, that's what they were talking about, is the, is the, they've been trying and they can't. So I think it's this idea of, give me what's going to get me pregnant. Um, but that, that whole um, picturing Tracy, that's, I think oh, yeah. that so much of where he's coming from is he hates her because he's attracted to her. It's, yeah. it's a very strange complex. Like, And I think they do a very good job of making her still, of making her childlike. I, I didn't research how Reese, how old Reese was at this point. It was well, 99. It was, it was just two years before... Um, Legally? Right. 
so she, yeah. she must have been like, i don't know 20. Um, yeah but as i say we'll get to tom's book corner uh but she is uh more of a, a sex pot uh as she is described in the book and she sort of owns that more but we'll get to that uh best line um I'm, pr it gets me every time, um, we're not electing the fucking Pope here, um, <laughs> just that cut the bullshit <laughs> aspect is very good. I also like, because uh, it sort of creeps up on you subtly, I like, um, for years and years people have come to New York to, ex to escape their miserable and disastrous lives, now mm -hmm. I am one of them. <laughs> Because <laughs> it creeps up on you. Um, it's very good. Uh, Will, a favourite line. I like, uh, I also like bananas. <laughs> a one, wonderful delivery. I, I've also got, um, when, he's, when he's announcing the winner and he goes, soon as the winner's announced we can all go home. Because it's the last <laughs> thing he wants. <laughs> oh, it's very good. Um, I also like the Spanish teacher going, uh, a senor presidente, because it's like, oh, oh, yeah. We all know what's going to happen now. You know what a really good line is is when T Tammy says, "I'm not a lesbian or anything. I just like the person. It just so happens all the girls, <laughs> everyone, all the people are girls." Yeah. Oh, denial. Yeah. And then Lisa, oh poor Lisa, she doesn't let her down easy, or does she let her down easy? Because we do see wonderful, unreliable narrator stuff, but a few of those, like that, that note that she gives her, about like, if, if you were dead tomorrow, I'd throw myself into one of my dad's cement mixers and be put in your tomb. Well, yeah, it's, it's yeah. intense. Uh, the, 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 it's, quite, motive. it's motive. <laughs> quite intense, but I mean, I, I don't think... You can uh, say you let someone down easy and then go date their brother. Oh yeah, no, we're, I'm not. Yeah. I'm, <laughs> I'm not justifying uh, Lisa's actions. Um, I also quite like the little mental breakdown uh, he has in the shower. Oh um, my god! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> give me a break! Give me a give, fuck him! Fuck him! <laughs> the the final forty. <laughs> Matthew Roderick's decline and almost every line he says and the wasp sting growing up and swelling his eye because <laughs> that's not in the book and um, and I was listening to the commentary and the director was just like what can we do to just make this even worse for him make like, it chaotic <laughs> some people some it gets stung by a bee that's all for some people it doesn't do anything they <laughs> swell up <laughs> So I'm looking here now. This is the same year that she was in Cruel Intentions. Um, Reese Witherspoon. What, what range from such a young yeah. woman? She's impeccable. Reese, I think, is criminally underrated. I mm -hmm. think that sort of legally blonde, sweet home Alabama back to back thing. And I love both of those films. I'm a I, I'm a big fan of Sweet Home Alabama. I don't know what it is about it. Really like it. It's one of my charming. Yeah, it's one of my closet favorite rom-coms. <laughs> I, yeah, I think she got pigeonholed as that sort of um, 
rom-com star and she's great in it. She's great in them all. But I do think, and I think that sort of also, you know, all these interviews you get about Big Little Lies is just, we were a bunch of 40, 50-year-old actresses and we wanted good roles. And so we had to sort of produce our own show. Um, Big Little Lies, incredible. Did you, have you watched Big Little Lies, Amelia? I'm, I'm just now starting it because I am, um, I don't have the whatever thing it's on. So I right. have to steal my sister's account. <laughs> Got to buy the, buy the Blu-ray. I've watched it through that first season. Second season, I haven't, it's like I, I should have done just those seven episodes. Because those seven episodes, I've watched it through it's, four it's a, times it's a, now, I think. It's a book. Is the, is yeah. the first, is, is it just... There's only the second one book. season awful. There's uh, only um, one book. Awesome the, uh, um, okay, the second okay. season That's... is developed with the author of the book, uh, but it's still, you know, mm. it's okay. Um, I mean, personal issues uh, around the period uh, sort of uh, just halted the watching of season two, and I've just never got around to it again. But anyway. Mm. Um, yeah, no. But season one. And also, Nicole. Uh, gives it 10 points. 10 points up. Wow. Any day. Um, Zoe, Zoe Kravitz. Uh, she, she's, she's the worst. She's not the worst part because she's still very good. What? But she's, she's incredible. She's a bit annoying, isn't it? Whatever. She's not annoying. It's just that... Every time she's on screen, I'm just not gagging. <laughs> I'm oh just, God. I'm okay. just waiting. Anyway. I, no, no, no. I'm just, I just <laughs> would, I'm just like, no, I wish I had another Reese scene here. I wish I had another Laura Dern scene here. I wish I had another Nicole Kidman scene here. I just find all of those characters more interesting. Well, watch High Fidelity with Zoe Kravitz and then get back to me. No, I'm not. I, I'm a big High Fidelity John Cusack. I, that is a top film for me. No, no, it's, um, it's a TV show. I don't think there's I know, no connection. Not, it is. She, she's a, she works in a record store. It's the same adaptation. Is it? She works in a record store and she's on about yeah, all of her exes, isn't she? Oh yeah, <laughs> it's based on a uh, Nick. Nick who, what's he called? Will wrote about a boy. Nick. Oh yeah, I don't know. Oh, there's the door. There's somebody at <laughs> the door. There's somebody at the door. Ah, there's somebody at the door. There's somebody at the door. There's somebody at the door. Uh, Nick Hornby. That's it. Jack Black's in the original film. Yeah. yeah. Oh, it film. is. They even have the same name. They're both called Rob. <laughs> I thought you were going to say they're both called High Fidelity. <laughs> they're both called. <laughs> I didn't you notice that? <laughs> <laughs> no, I guess I've never seen this film. I thought I had, but. Uh, what's the change? What What do you mean? What would you change if you would what, if you could change, change one thing? What would you change? Um. Ooh. Well, have you got anything? I don't know. I can't think of anything. Mm. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I don't know what I'd change. Um, 
yeah, I think this is pretty pretty tight. I think pretty solid. they did change it, didn't they? We're going to talk about the alternate ending in alternate mm. ending corner, and I think they made the right choice not to spoil, yes. not to spoil yes. what we get. I, yeah. um, what's left from Will's notes? Uh, nothing. Nothing is left. <laughs> I didn't write that much because it's the first time I first watched it. Watch, yeah. And I want to. Um, here we go. Oh. I've got a lot, so I'll fly through. He picks up the paper. He picks up a little sliver of paper, but doesn't pick up that entire Chinese carton that he just tossed on the floor. Oh, and he finds it in the bin. Just Mr. McAllister. So a piece of paper on the floor is offensive to him, but an entire Chinese, I don't know. Uh, Mr. Novotny's novel, I love that running gag of, <laughs> she, wants, she wants me to write her, no she wants me to write my novel. And have, then, you, have you wrote it yet? And then when she, and then when Linda snaps and she goes, you're fucking not, and she's holding the baby. And then obviously you've got the great payoff of Tracy going, uh, I, I wonder what he's doing now. I wonder if he finished his novel. <laughs> 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 uh, maybe he didn't get what he deserved, but um, he got, he got something. Um, Hawaii, the little Hawaii, uh, Mr. Novotny's love letter. Um, yes, the little yeah Hawaiian thing. Obviously, uh, Alexander Payne would go to Hawaii for the wonderful film The Descendants, which I believe we have penciled in Will for our George Clooney is the man uh, fortnight. Ah, uh, he's hey. he's a hometown boy. Is uh, he? Yeah, well, I'm from Kentucky, darling. Oh, and is he? so is he. Yeah, he and and um, Rosemary Clooney from Kentucky. Yeah. From his dad was a pretty famous news anchor in the in the area. Um, fun facts. Good stuff. <laughs> That's, approval um, of signatures. Great stuff. I just love that whole thing. And he just glances by them. Yeah. Okay. Throws them in the trash. And then I also love the second gag of that when Tammy gets hers. <laughs> she goes, I can't even like, I can't even read that. And she <laughs> goes, Oh, uh, Tim Colombo. <laughs> Who's Tim Colombo? <laughs> uh, Mr. M's seatbelt. Why don't we have more seatbelts like that? Where they... Because they're not very safe. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they don't, yeah. Um, did you know that in the Pawn Collection is a film called The Big Election? In the... When he's in yeah. the basement and he's... When he gets the oh. idea for Paul. That is oh, great. Oh, oh. That's great too. That was yeah. written and directed for the film. Uh, he is the casting director of the film. The uh, right. star. Um, I mean, people like different things. But is he just gonna watch it, drinking a can of Pepsi? <laughs> yeah. He just—he looks like he's watching, like I don't know, Law and Order. He's very relaxed. <laughs> he's just like maybe that just proves the not patheticness of it but the sort of misery and drudgery of, of what he's doing to get off. But he's just it's, watching it. And it's quite disturbing that it's, it's you know, uh, that gives he's him the watching. And note that it's high, well, even that the, the porn itself is, is high school students yeah. uh, and he's a high school teacher. <laughs> Could you do he's, the thing of, it, it, that wasn't his thinking because he's not a sports, I, I don't know. I just think, it, like, that's a great point. 
But I think if that if that's what they were going for, I think they would have just gone the whole hog and done an actual teacher. Maybe that's the, maybe that's the change. That'd be an what interesting change. change. Oh, but then you wouldn't get the jock, would you? And then you wouldn't. Yeah, but then it oh. get the idea for. No, maybe maybe we add five minutes, and he and he tries one <laughs> tape, and then he tries another. Um, well, it's more it's more of just like this obsession he has with with his job, almost like he brings work home. He brings his students home in a way. It's Thanks. it's a, it's an unhealthy obsession. Well, yeah, he prides himself on it. I think there is as much as all the bad things he does. You do feel sorry for him a bit when he loses his, or is that just me? Well, you you feel sorry for him because he's the protagonist. It's written so that you're supposed to feel yeah. sorry for him. Like, n no matter what, if he's good or bad, you you're gonna have this feeling of like, man, I wish that didn't happen to him. Mm. It's it's sad to watch someone's life fall apart. But I mean, did, I guess yeah, good. Go he did bring it on himself. That, right. Like, there's no. Aggressive badge making. <laughs> and she's got, and the music's like winding up and winding up and she's growing and growing and then the great, no, it didn't bother me at all. Great. <laughs> um, I think that's a, as the kids would say, a big mood. Big uh, mood. Paul's smile and naivety. I think Chris Klein is great in this film. I think that, because it's very easy to do this character as, you know, oh, he's just a jerk. And I, th and I don't think that's the character at all. I think he's, I think he, yeah, he likes the idea. Obviously he's very happy with Lisa and he likes the idea of, yeah, maybe I could be the principal and people like me and I can do things. Uh, Trace's poet speech, just the use of, David Henry Thoreau once said, uh, we can't make my days any better, but I, uh, sorry, I can't make them any longer, but I can make them better. Uh, just the use of picking like a poet, I think em emulates uh, Tracy's speech wonderfully. I've sat through mm. a couple of those sort of speeches. Do you, can, uh, when I'm saying all this, and when you're watching a lecture, well, you don't have to name names, but can you see the Tracy flick? Can you see your Tracy flicks? Yeah, yeah, of course. I mean, there's, um, I, I especially, I mean, I love Tracy and, um, and like her relationship with her mother. And yeah, I was going to get this, to this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, then we can table it for that, but just the, I, I've got, I've got this, um, the, these clear visions in, in my head of, my my mom almost in the whole the she's a very um go-getter kind of person mm -hmm. she's she she's a that whole loving yet pushy mom oh, yeah. trope is is incredible that incredible part where she's crying and she gives her the pill and then she leaves oh. and she goes well maybe if we'd done more posters or if you've taken my suggestions on the speech well, mm. we'll figure it out as if there's going to yeah. be a next time and uh, I'm going to sort it out for you, my baby. Yeah. That's oh, God. Uh, played by the wonderful Colleen Camp, who you may know as Yvette uh, from Clue, um, Die Hard 3. 
Uh, she's one of the uh, people in the station. And uh, in Apocalypse Now, she sings Susie Q. She's one of the models for the Playboy dance. Um, she's great. <laughs> uh, Tracy's wardrobe, we mentioned this earlier. I think it's very, yeah, very realistic. And this goes for Mr. McAllister's wardrobe as well. When she has to edit Mr. Novotny out of the group photo, imagine having to do that. Imagine that's your job. And uh, it's, If we can do that in post-production, can we just put a side-to-side -side of Mark Harrelick and Louis Theroux? Do you think they look... I, the thing, one thing I was thinking the whole way through was, this is Louis, he looks just like Louis Theroux. <laughs> yeah, I can do that, yeah. <laughs> um, like, it, as Mr. Novotny, not now. I, I, you know, I don't know if I get uh, Louis Theroux as much, but what's his name? Um, there was also another actor that I thought he looked like. Sidney oh. Poitier. <laughs> Rupert Everett. <laughs> Ooh, mm -hmm. Ooh that's, that's a good one. That's, that's a, a great one. Oh gosh, I can't think In of Centrinians. Yeah. You know that he was supposed to, Rupert Everett was supposed to play George in Virginia Woolf now, but it's been COVID and cancelled. Oh, that would have been oh, wonderful. No. It was gonna be him, Laurie Metcalf, and uh, what do you call it? Chinese Dave. Uh Russell Tovey from Gavin and Stacey was gonna be I Nick. Mean... Oh for real. Yeah, it Laurie... was gonna be and it was gonna be directed by uh, Joe Montello. And it ran for, I think, five preview performances, and then it got COVID. That's so sad. It's very sad. I mean, I, I'm, I wasn't going to be able to see it anyway, Broadway. And it um, got COVIDed. And it's not, and, and also, it's not going to get, uh, what do you call it, put on again, because mm. um, Joe Montello and Laurie Metcalf are already booked in for Death of a Salesman with Nathan Lane uh, next season. So... Are they reviving Death of a Salesman again? Yeah. Uh, would, with Nathan Lane. You, wouldn't you with that cast? Ah. Uh, um. <laughs> with Nathan Lane? Yeah. As Willie? Yeah. I can see that. Can you not? I, I, I'll have to see it. I just... Yeah. If I'm, if I'm in New York, if I'm passing through. Oh, oh very good. Well, if something, <laughs> if, a, if a revival comes to the Leeds Playhouse, we'll tell you what, what our <laughs> review was. Uh, uh, poster rip and fall, great. Right. When he first, when McAllister first has sex with Miss Novotny, in front of the what? child in the cot. Oh, Mrs. I thought you said Sorry. Mr. for a second. Yeah, I was very confused. <laughs> Where do we stand on that? Because obviously it's a like a, a very, very, very young child. Well, Still doesn't I, sit that well. might just tra traumatize the child for life. Like, yeah. uh, in, a, in a very Freudian way. Mm. Uh, maybe he'll never remember it, but... <laughs> <laughs> I'll always know. How does Tracy... Right, in my favourite scene, when they're going head-to-head, -head, Tracy goes, um, and certain teachers who can't even get their wives pregnant, how does she know? She she probably heard from Dave. I mean... Yeah. And they might have talked about it. She might know a little bit too much about Jim McAllister because of Dave, and maybe that's part of why... He hates her so much. Mm. Um, um, 
I, I don't want to, I don't, sorry. I just, I don't, I would hope not. And I don't think that all of Jim's hatred is just pure sexism. I mean, there's obviously those elements, yeah. but it don't, I I would hope that a lot of it comes from a place of not just annoyance, but a genuine fear. Yeah. But maybe yeah. that's just me being too hopeful. <laughs> yeah, I don't think, I don't think he is. I think you could very easily make the argument that if he, if Tracy is, I don't know, Thomas Flick, and it's the exact same I think if that if Thomas Flick is still jumping up and down outside that window at that time, I think he very well could still crumple mm. up those two votes. Yeah, it's just we, you know, um, I I was reading something or listening to a podcast or something um, in like October that was talking about um, this year's Democratic primary election. Um, yeah. And there was there was this um, basically the polls were coming in that nobody wanted to vote for Elizabeth Warren because she reminded them too much of Hillary Clinton, and <laughs> that was purely based on the fact that she's um she's woman a woman. With a bob cut. Yeah, just just woman with ambition. It's it's very it's it's people. I'm not. I mean, to generalize, a lot of people just can't handle it. And it's, it's, it's really scary. It's really off-putting. It's really sad. But that's what was it's, going on 20 years ago and still happening. Yeah. It's the same way that Theresa just got, um, compared to Margaret Thatcher, just because she was a woman prime minister. I was just like, going to say, yeah. I put all of this down to Thatcher. Like, I know that, that we, like, <laughs> hopefully women in power get more chances. But Margaret Thatcher has shot them all in the foot from the very start. Well, yeah, and that's and that's what's really, really sad is that, you know, when when women have to become like this alternative, ultra conservative, like evil. I mean, nobody. It's. I mean, it's exciting that England's had British uh, or some British prime ministers have been women, but the women that have been prime ministers are not anyone that I would ever want to elect. Sure wouldn't. Um, uh, Jim's prep for the date. He gets nice flowers. He gets nice chocolates. He puts a rose in the Bible. He puts champagne and ice in the sink. And then he washes his balls. Uh, <laughs> it's very good prep. Typical, don't you talk? I don't. Let's be. I'll be completely. Honest. I I just shower. I just shower normally. I think if you've showered in the day, like what? I think the insinuation is obviously he hasn't had time and he's in his school outfit and it's all sweaty and you know he wants to be good. <laughs> I've never washed washed. Well, I do wash my clothes <laughs> normally, <laughs> uh, but never, but never like, but never like prior of like, okay, later today, I think something's going to happen. You've never, you've and never booked it in. Maybe, maybe you should think about doing it. <laughs> no, a little bit more I, yeah. <laughs> genuine. Uh... Hi, Jean. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I will have you know that there isn't a single person who doesn't. Everybody says I smell great. That's like famous. This is not where. This is not. 
not not Where down there, not down there, but like just like normally people are. But people Who are just is like sniffing. No, like everybody. <laughs> no, it always happens. It's just like who smells, who smells great, and then like it's like I know it's me as soon as it happens. But then they're all like, "Is it you?" And then they go, "Oh, it's Tom." And I'm like, "I know. I famously smell good." <laughs> It's like my smooth skin. It's like my smooth skin. I have famously smooth skin. Anyway, we're getting into a tangent. Um, uh, this is a great, great physical qualities about Tom Corner. Um, great uh, hair. Does Diane, thank you, does Diane forgive Linda? Do they um, stay friends? Because they're probably crying. We only see them, yeah. It looks Who, like it. I mean, who knows if they stay friends, but I think it's this like she's 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 not mad at linda she's mad at her husband well this is the thing isn't it you've got linda who's whether she's you've got linda who's whether she's justifying it to herself after the fact or genuinely believes it is saying that jim took advantage of her not not forced her but took advantage of her emotional state the situation yeah mm -hmm. um, well straight away you it's already established when he's he's perving on her when he's on about them trying for a baby it's yeah it's yeah it's definitely him yeah. she uh, she does she does initially say when he suggests that hotel like she's yeah. horrified that's not funny but, yeah mm -hmm. but then she also does the hug and like kiss in the ear. I don't think I don't think we can say that Jim misread any signals. I think. No. <laughs> um. I like the la in the prayer montage. Um. I'd like to thank you, God, for what I'm told is a rather large penis. Um. Just his <laughs> modesty, <laughs> niceness about it. Rock bottom piss on tree when he's <laughs> when he's parked outside and he has to do the rock bottom. That's rock bottom for Jim McAllister. Uh, busting open the box when he doesn't have the key. Mm. That's yep. great. Uh, should have drawn. If it wasn't for good old Paul voting for Tracy, they would have drawn. I know. That's, that's he just like couldn't vote for himself. It's very sweet. I... <laughs> Paul's good. We like Paul. Uh, vending machine. What's better? the wailing on the vending machine in this or William H. Macy uh, with the ice scraper in Fargo. Or Rowan Atkinson with the tie in Mr. Bean's Holiday. Or John Cleese <laughs> with the tree in Folly Towers. <laughs> okay, they're the four nominees. Do do little do. What are we going for? La La Land. <laughs> we, we, we did, did that joke last we week. La -la We've done it already. We've done it. I've still got. Where is it here? I've written down Moonlight for that gag. Uh, there. 
Moonlight. Just for that, <laughs> just for that great gag. Still you better, guys. still better than Reese Witherspoon. Uh, Shut up. That was a great joke. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> Have you have you been uh, booked on Saturday Night Live yet? Or is, yeah, um, uh, I'm still waiting my call from Lauren Michaels. Um, I'll have you know, I had a I had an improv teacher that told me I was very funny for a woman. So <laughs> that's that's a way of putting it. I was just he 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 continued after that. He was like, I don't know what it is. Women just aren't funny, but uh, you are. <laughs> Like, thank, thank you. Backhanded compliment. All of Thanks. the one years later are all great. I think that's a great montage. Uh, leading mm. up to, obviously, uh, where do you go when you've hit rock bottom? New York City. <laughs> uh, great this... look. Great look on Reese at Lake. Oh, yeah. What great look for Reese uh, when she's at the lake at the end and she's got the that white jumper, and her hair looks great. Uh, welcome to Tom's Fashion Corner. I think that's a really cut to it now. I think that's a really good uh, look for Reese. Uh, the white jumper and the hair. You do, you do love a good jumper. You love a good coat. I do as love well. a coat. I do. <laughs> <laughs> this Does is he true. still wear a scarf and strange murderer he, gloves? He does. I do. He I does. <laughs> um, no, I'm talking about on, on, on women. I like a good jumper and a good coat. Mm-hmm. I like a good jumper and a good coat myself. Uh, but, um, but more importantly, he likes his <laughs> women <laughs> with a good jumper and a good coat. <laughs> um, yearbook signing, Paul Reese. That's, there was something I was thinking about as well, like how she's, she's so alone. She, and, yeah. and, that's, and that's why... She was targeted by by Dave, and it's just it's so oh, yeah. sad. It's no one even wrote hags in her yearbook. Have a great summer. Oh, I thought that was like an insult. <laughs> no, hags. No hags. You used to we used to write that in each other's yearbook at the end of the year. You wrote hags because it stood for have a great summer. Is that just an American thing? Yeah. All right. I, cook, to, I, uh, cook to hot fuzz uh, when she's doing crossword. <laughs> and she goes, hag. Oh, yeah, that's good. <laughs> well, uh, actually, I could probably make my own way up. Hag. I beg your pardon? Evil old woman considered frightful or ugly. It's 12 down. Oh! Yeah, now, in my yearbook, it just, uh, there was a girl who said no to me to a date, and she put, I said no. <laughs> Uh, and maybe huh. that's where we can pinpoint the start. Uh, well, now we all know where we can pinpoint the start. Anyway, the hard cut to the caveman's penis. Yes. Yep. Maybe the best edit in the film. Um, let's break down Mr. McAllister's day of sightseeing. I went to the mall and I was on my way to the Holocaust Museum. He went, so he's, he's hitting up the mall... And then next stop, the Holocaust Museum. Well, you know the mall, like the it's the the National Mall, not like the stores. <laughs> no, I don't. What's the national? I don't get that. What? What's no, the like mall? the they call the mall is um. It's not. It's not like um. Shopping mall. 
No, it's a, okay. It's um, the National Mall. I, let me, rem let me make sure that it's the, the right one. Um, so I don't call it the wrong monument, but it's basically the, <laughs> it's the section in DC where there's the huge pool. Um, oh yeah. Yeah, that's called the mall. And oh. then, and then you've got the um, yeah, the, the Washington, Washington Monument. monument. Mm -hmm. Oh, like so we it, have the Mall going up to Buckingham Palace. Yeah, yeah, oh. like that. Um, oh, my joke so, is ruined. I'm so sure. it's it's not <laughs> not to put a damper on your day, uh, but it's. <laughs> no, it's he went right. from one one monument to to a different one. It wasn't a, a quick a quick shopping trip. Okay, so I thought I was being funny. Anyway, Tom's Book Corner. <laughs> you were <wrong. laughs> I don't know why, sorry, I don't know why the theme to Tom's Book Corner is West Side Story. I think... Da, da. Uh, is Election by Tom Perotta. Um, easy read, did it in two days. It's only 200. Uh, I'd highly recommend it. Um... Biggest changes, uh, Linda, sorry, uh, Diane takes him back, uh, takes Mr. McAllister back. Um, you've got the ending of the book is basically the alternate ending, which we'll get to next. Um, as I say, Trace is more of a bit of a sex pot. Uh, everybody's hitting on her. There's a lot of frank discussion. The principal keeps making references to like, there's a really creepy line where he's like, you know, maybe she was worth losing your job. Um, so even oh the principal doesn't... I like that not everybody is a horrible suggested pedophile in the film. Uh, I like how we can enjoy the principal's character. And not, um, who is great. I, don't, I can't believe I have not talked about him yet. But the principal, perfectly cast, uh, perfectly, mm -hmm. uh, very well done. Uh, Jim Reeves. Phil Reeves, I tell a lie. Um, as Walt Hendricks, uh, I also like how they keep calling him Doctor Hendricks. I don't, like he must have a PhD or something. Yeah, does he? But he's the sort of guy who's like he he clearly got something that makes him a doctor, and he will not let anybody forget that he is actually called Doctor Hendricks. And mm -hmm. um, yeah, now as I say, uh, there's a bit of a a nice little bit at the end uh, where Tracy, um, where Paul. And Tracy sort of, um, she sort of considers like, oh, maybe, you know, I could hit on, I could maybe ask him out or something. Um, and that sort of bled in through the book. It's not just a uh, twist. Uh, and then she puts in his, his yearbook, uh, hopefully you can call me over the summer, love Tracy. Um, and they're writing the things at the same time and then they swap and then he just runs off. And then she reads his, and it's like, you were a great president, Paul. Um, it's, it's painful. Um, yeah. Uh, no, the book's great. Highly recommend it. Also, the Immaculate Heart thing is a bit more clearer. It's based, Tammy, basically, because um, I think Once. that's a bit of a nitpick, nit nitpick, pardon me, of, like, why does she give up the posters? In the film, I think you can figure it out, uh, but in the book, it's pretty clear she wants to get suspended. Uh, she so wants she to go, go to Immaculate uh -huh. Heart. 
And yeah. in the in the film, it's obviously just suggested that um, she wants to With go because the, it's an all-girl school and, it, and she's a lesbian. Um, they have the soccer game going on. And... Yeah. <laughs> uh, but in the book, there's a there's a there's another girl uh, called Dana. Uh, who she flirts with at a party and she basically f- follows her to Immaculate Heart um, and then Dana turns out to uh, be straight and uh, she misread the sing- signals. Very good book. Uh, I'd give it an 8 out of 10. Ding. Uh, uh, alternate ending corner. So we all watch the alternate Bang. ending. Basically, it's the same, of the, same as the book. Uh, Mr. McAllister is a car salesman mm-hmm. and... Tracer comes to see him and they sort of air it out and they sort of apologize, but neither really admits the truth of the matter. And I think it's a nice ending. I think the, the one we get is better. By the way, you've explained the book. I think it does work for the book, but I think the idea of the film is you're seeing all of this from Jim's perspective and it's kind of tainted from his ideas. Therefore, at the end, that needs to happen. They they can't really have that nice moment. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's also a more accurate representation of like how people uh, would f- would f- are going to feel about her as she continues to climb. Especially like, you know, it's 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 really hard for Republican uh, women. And because like, I like, I, I'm not going to back them and I'm a woman. And then like a, a lot of people within their own party are not going to back them. <laughs> like mm. it's, she's not, she's not going to have an easy life. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's, I think it's a, it foreshadows like what her political career might be like. And yeah. as sad as it is, that's what happens when you, uh, when you're a Republican, not to. <laughs> no, it's all right. Uh, yeah, I think it's a fine ending. <laughs> I like it, um, but it's not as good as who the fuck does she think she is? <laughs> and he throws the milk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. The build of that, and then that little petty run, uh, run away. <laughs> no, it's, it's wonderful. I think that's your kicker. That's your nice kicker ending. Mm. Also, who's this? Do we think this relationship's going to work out with the woman he's with at the end? Absolutely not. <laughs> Obviously, it's unreliable narrator. Do we think that he is really underselling this? Because I, I, the footage leads us to believe that actually it could work out. But he says, doesn't he, um, she's just going to have a big relationship and wants to take it slow. I think if I read that in the book, the unreliable narrator thing, and I'm not seeing anything, I would be like, oh, wait. He's fallen for this woman and she is really not into it and just wants a bit of fun. Um, mm-hmm. however, she, also think, looks, she also looks a lot like Sarah Jessica Parker. She does. <laughs> she, she does. does. <laughs> Maybe they should have cast Sarah Jessica Parker. That got COVIDed as well. Oh. Uh, Sarah Jessica and uh, Michael, M- Michael, Matthew Broderick, uh, were supposed to do uh, Neil Simon's Plaza Suite, but that's been cancelled. Oh. I don't know if it's been postponed um, or cancelled. Uh, either way. What a lovely couple. My yeah. favourite. In the biz. <laughs> Tom's big question. I've got three. Yeah. Who do you there relate is love. Who do you relate Who's to? I think, <laughs> I think we've uh, sort of touched on that. 
we've got a Tracy, we've got a Jim, and we've got a, a Tammy. Thank you. Um, did Mr. M do the right thing? No. I don't know. It's a, it's a pros and comment. But d did Tracy need, does Tracy need that knock, to, to quote Sinead famously, did she, does, Tracy need to be, does Tracy need to be knocked down a few pegs? <laughs> No, I mean, she's, she's already got everything against her. Like, she's, and, and also, she's going to Georgetown, which is a very, very elitist school. So even if, like, even if she hadn't had the presidency and she's just going to Georgetown, she's from Omaha, Nebraska, with a single parent. Like, it's, and she even says it. It's, it's a bunch of rich kids who, like, we're going to get in anyway. Yeah. That's not she's, brought up in the novel. I like that aspect. Um, yeah the the class thing that she throws the throw in the line of um uh what do you call it you know he's just a a rich guy who's had everything handed to him i like that that's not in the novel i think there's a i should have said this in tom's book corner it's a really good adaptation all of the changes top notch mm -hmm. um yeah anyway as a yeah yeah, and you can't because you can't ignore. Yeah, you can't ignore the cl the class thing because it's a it's it it's going to affect her. But yeah, like obviously she's she's ambitious and and that's that is um has its good and its bad qualities. But you yeah. know she's not she's not gonna have an easy road. Mm -hmm. Synopsis of a sequel. Uh, I could see. I could watch it. Netflix 10 episode series about Tracy's political life. Mm -hmm. I would watch that. But I would love it if it was just in shambles, like if nothing went <laughs> yeah. right for her. Like, because, um, and we, we talk about this um, in, in our classes a little bit, Will, uh, just to let you know about how um, we don't see a lot of, um, of um, especially on stage, a lot from a conservative perspective. And when we do see it, it's it's satire. But it would be interesting to see her from a from her conservative perspective, and like, um, and and it be satirical. I'm I'm not gonna sit through something that's seriously yeah. like voting for a Trump or anything. But um, yeah, to, from that, just to see the perspective, and then and then have have somebody else come in and. And ruin it all for I that. <laughs> I my one note is have that person be played by Matthew Broderick and introduce Mr. McAllister's twin brother because I I, I need I need his twin albino brother. <laughs> yeah, I I want I want more Broderick and Witherspoon. Uh, Will, have you got an idea for a sequel? Um. Well, after working as a tour guide in the Natural History Museum, he starts to notice that at night time, <laughs> some of the <laughs> exhibits come to life. Beautiful. <laughs> very good. Very good. <laughs> I'm gonna, that's it. That's all you need to know. Yeah. <laughs> um, I've got reverse. Uh, obviously, it's uh, very interesting to... Um, think of this film as a sequel to Ferris Bueller. Uh, what if, you know, Ferris... Well, he's, he's playing the principal that, that, that hates it. Yeah, he's, he's eventually Ferris grows up and becomes a teacher. 
and all of these petty rebellions are, in a, are an attempt for him to return to his glory days. Did you um? Did you get, get that idea from the YouTube comments or? I also saw that. Oh yeah, they, they did. Say that, yeah. <laughs> um, closing line, Hall of Fame. Anybody? Brilliant! It's it's, it's the best circle. ending. It's a great. Cycle. Best ending they could have had. Oh my gosh, I love it. I love also his petty his petty nature is the same with five-year-old kids on a high school history tour. <laughs> it's brilliant. Uh, right. Election. Amelia, do you have any final thoughts? I don't have two brain cells to rub together, so I can't, <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> can't think of it. Will, uh, this was your first time. Will you be re-watching Election in the future? I, I certainly will. This is definitely Matthew Mudrick. At his best. Um, who's, who's Matthew Modric? Matthew Rod. Michael Michael Roderick. Roderick. <laughs> You definitely said um, Matthew McAllister at one point as well. So. Did I? <laughs> you did. Well, I'll edit it out. I'll do Jim <laughs> <Jim> McAllister. <laughs> Dub it over. Jim. 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 He's beautiful. Um, He's enchanting. I don't get it. Oh, oh, John Mulaney. Oh, yeah, very good. I, I did very a John good. Mulaney joke. You did. Uh, very good. Because I, I can't come up with anything on my own. I need other people's jokes. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, final <laughs> thoughts. I love this film. I will rewatch it most likely for the rest of my life. Uh, I love as, Alexander as Payne. As you do. I, I should do. Mm -hmm. I love Alexander Payne. Uh, I don't know if it probably is my favorite Alexander Payne. If I'm in a crying mood, I'd say The Descendant. I prefer The Descendants. That's a good crier. Have we all seen The Descendants? I haven't. I'll have to. Well, watch my hometown boy, George Clooney. Yeah. I think I prefer this. Yeah. I think, yeah. I think this is probably the one. It's more rewatchable. You've got to be in a mood <laughs> to watch. <laughs> uh, so I haven't seen Sideways in a long time, but I feel like. As a writer who loves red wine and is depressed following a breakup, I think on a rewatch Sideways is really I'm really gonna like it more this time. <laughs> As a I'm a real Paul Giamatti type. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> is that the first time anybody's ever said that? I I don't know. I, don't... I I could see you in Big Fat Liar. Um <laughs> <laughs> I think I said this, the exact same thing after I watched uh, the ending of The Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, terrible film. Very bad. <laughs> that, that I'm the rhino! <laughs> hey, get in, the rhino! <laughs> uh, Paul Giamatti, great. <laughs> Get out of town! <laughs> Paul Giamatti, uh, this one's for you, Paul. <laughs> <laughs> this one is uh, not next, even in the film. <laughs> it's not. It's not in the film. Uh, next this week we are going true. back in time. Uh, well, no, that's uh, that's the future's after it. But we are going back yeah. in time to 1986 uh, for Ferris Bueller's Day Off, where a fresh-faced uh, Matthew Broderick uh, is going to have a day off in Chicago. He's going to have a lot of fun. Uh, but Amelia, you won't be there for this. 
So we'd like to thank you for coming on today. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Oh, it was a pleasure. I'm sure, I believe that we've got you penciled in for... Uh, Silence of the Lambs. The Silence of the Lambs, uh, what will be our 11th episode. Uh, and we will be greeted with the incomparable Charlotte Linnigan, also on that episode. Mm-hmm. As well as you'll get to meet uh, Will's better half, uh, uh, Becky. Oh. What was that? I'm, I, I'm <laughs> the, I'm, was I'm, <laughs> oh. <laughs> oh, not her again. Uh, oh, uh, <laughs> <that> was, <laughs> you know what? I'm just going to hard cut to black. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> ah. Yeah. Uh, no, I won't. That was a joke. Um, it's really funny. Funny like that. I am Thomas Carruthers. I'm Will Legator. And I'm, I'm Amelia. Are you sure? <laughs> I'm very sure that I am Amelia Reed Bryant. Now you sound like you're on course. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> and on the Bible. Uh, everybody watch Election. Well, hopefully you, sh- you should have watched it before listening to this. But anyway. Oh, you're an idiot. What are you doing here? Get out. Get out of here. (laughs) Very very aggressive end to our lovely listeners, uh, if there is any. If there is any. uh, The five people. uh, The five people that are listening. And made it all the way to the end of this great episode. Right. Thank you very much. See you next week. Thank you. Ferris Bueller, Chicago King of Chicago. Shit. Sausage King of Chicago. (laughs) The Chicago King of Chicago. Well done, Tom. Brilliant. (laughs) 